Okay. Um, many times, you know, we uh, face challenges in life and um, we go through situations in life and there are times when we don't see uh, answers to prayer and our faith can, be, can become a bit shaky, you know, in God. But it is so important to be consistent uh, in our faith in God, no matter what situation we go through in life. And today I would like to share to you on this subject of, uh, you know, having faith against all odds. So having faith against all odds. So I um, would like to... Just a moment. Yeah, it works. <laughs> so having faith against all odds. And I would like to share the scriptures from the book of Ezekiel. Uh, when kind of God showed him, took him to the valley of dry bones and, you know, it was all dry bones over there. And then God... You know, he says this thing that uh, to Ezekiel in 37 verse 1, it says, The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley and it was full of bones. It was full of bones. You know, there are times when God takes you down from mountaintop to experience in the valley, to have that experience in the valley. Sometimes we face the realities of life and, you know, when we come on Sundays, we all here together worshiping God, praising God, and, you know, many times we feel good and we go from here, then we face Mondays of life. And what do you do in that situation? when you face those challenges. And in the midst of day-to-day -day life and situation, how is our faith in God? Many times the situ those situations are like full of dry bones, no hope, no life, and impossible situations that we face. And that's what God was giving Ezekiel, that experience showing him And took him into the, in the valley to see those valley full of dry bones. And then in verse 2, it says, Then he caused me to pass by them all around. So it says, God caused him to pass by them all around. There are times in life where God causes you to go through some situations in life which are not good. And he causes you for a purpose. There are times that he tests you. There are times that he builds you up through that situation, makes you stronger. You know, for example, Jesus he was led by the Holy Spirit in the wilderness. The scripture says in Matthew chapter 4 verse 1, Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. 
So God allowed that to happen so that he will be tempted by the devil, so that Jesus will stand the test of faith. And then we read about the Israelites. When God took them, it says God took them through the wilderness. And there was a reason, there was a purpose. And it says in Deuteronomy 8 verse 15 to 16, who led you, that is God who led you through that great and terrible wilderness in which were fiery serpents and scorpions and thirsty land where there was no water, who brought water for you out of the flinty rock, who fed you in the wilderness with manna, which your fathers did not know, that he might humble you and that he might test you to do you good in the end. So what God is saying, I took you through that wilderness for a reason. And what was that reason? To humble you, that he might test you. And what was the end result? To do you good in the end. You know, the scripture says in Romans, for all things work out for good to those who are called according to his purpose, who love him and who are called according to his purpose. So God has a purpose and plan, you know, and when you go through those situations, how do you respond? Well, the Israelites did not respond well when they went through the wilderness. It, it was just 11 days journey to the promised land, but it took them 40 years to reach that promised land. And in that journey, they murmured, they grumbled, they rebelled against God. But ultimately, they reached their destiny. You know, it reminds me sometimes, you know, we can be a bit stubborn. When we go through life situations, instead of responding to God, saying yes to God, humbling ourselves before God, instead of having that faith in God, trusting God for the miracle to happen or the breakthrough to come, we try to do things or solve problems with our own strength. You know, there, was, uh, there is a story about an old sailor who repeatedly got lost at sea. So his friends gave him a compass and urged him to use it. The next time he went out in his boat, he followed their advice and took the compass with him. But as usual, he became hopelessly confused and was unable to find the land. Finally, he was once again rescued by his friends. Disgusted and impatient with him, they asked, why didn't you use that compass we gave you? You could have saved us a lot of trouble. The sailor responded, I didn't dare to. I wanted to go north, but as hard as I tried to make the needle aim in that direction, it just kept on pointing southeast. <laughs> the old sailor was so certain he knew which way was north. And many times in life we think, you know, this is what? is the way I need to go. This is the decisions I need to take in life. You know, the scripture says there is a way that seems right to man, but in the end it leads to death. Instead of trusting God, even instead of having faith in God, instead of 
asking for his will to be done, we can do our own thing and end up in mess. And coming back to the story of Ezekiel, verse 2 says, And behold, there were very many in the open valley, and indeed they were very dry. They were very dry. In other words, God was showing him an impossible situation. And you know what? Next thing that God asked him was, and he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? Can these bones live? I don't know what you are going through in your life. Maybe you are facing some challenging times or challenging situations. Maybe in your workplace, in your business, maybe in relationship in matter of finances, whatever it is. What do you think? Can God give a breakthrough in that situation? Can God bring you out of that situation? Can God do a miracle in your life? Same question was asked to Ezekiel. And it says, and he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? Well, Ezekiel looked at what was fact in front of him. Valley of dry bones, no hope, nothing can happen. So he was a little bit struggling with his faith. Mm, don't know, don't know. So he gives a wise answer and you know what he says. Verse 3, so I answered, O Lord God, you know. <laughs> you know. And then God speaks to him and says, speak to these bones that they may live. Speak to them. You know, there are times when we Pray for a situation, but there are times when we also need to speak the word of God and the promises of God in that situation. You know, the Bible says, let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. So if you are weak, God says, don't say that I'm weak, but say I'm strong. Speak the promises of God. And here was the valley of dry bones and God says, speak to them that they may live. And as he speaks, something happens and God does the miracle. And out of that dry bones, God creates a mighty army. A mighty army. Even in your life, whether it is sickness, whether it is a problem in your work or whatever that situation, speak the promises of God. Because there is power of life and death in the tongue. Amen? And you know what? The word of God says in verse 4 and 6, And he said to me, prophesy to this bone and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord, thus says the Lord God to this bone, surely I will cause breath 
to enter into you and you shall live. I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover your skin and put breath in you and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. And then later, God spoke to him, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed say our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up from your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. Then you shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves. And then it goes on. Then it goes on. So basically God was saying, out of your hopeless situation, I'll bring hope. Out of your impossible situation, I will do things which are possible with me and bring a breakthrough and miracle in your life. And God wanted Ezekiel to speak those words that God had given him. You know, I want to share a story from the Bible. This story is about a Shunammite woman. I'm still getting used to the system here. Anyway, so I would like to share to you the story of Shunammite woman from the Bible, and it is so powerful. And you know, the story about this woman is this, that she didn't have any child, and Elisha with Gehazi used to often visit her house. So one day she decides and tells her husband, why not we build a room for him and put a bed and a desk over there and a chair so that Elisha can come and stay there whenever he's passing by. And Elisha, one day, as he always, as he frequently visited that place, one day he calls her and he prophesies, by this time next year you shall have a child. And that miracle happens, she has a son and the sun is growing, but suddenly a tragedy strikes her life. And this sun is not feeling well. You know, and the word of God says in Second Kings chapter 4, and the child grew. Now it happened one day that he went out of his father, uh, out to his father, to the reapers, and he said to his father, my head, my head. So he said to a servant, carry him to his mother. Then he had taken him and brought him to his mother. He sat on her knees till noon and then died. So this child was not feeling well, so father sent, sent him home. And when he went home, mother carried him and, you know, he sat on her knees till noon and then he died. You can just imagine that situation. What the mother, this Shunammite woman was facing. Her own son died on her lap. What would she do in that situation? 
what anyone do in that situation. You know what she did? She called for her husband. And she said, you know that I want to go to this man of God, Elisha. I want to visit him. Prepare a donkey for me and allow one servant to come with me to visit Elisha. So the husband, he replies and he says, why are you going, going to him today? It is neither the new moon nor the Sabbath. Now husband doesn't know the child is dead. But you know what she's saying? It is well. It is well. But the fact was, it was not well. Her son had died. A tragedy struck this family. But she chose to say, it is well. It is well. And then she takes her donkey and the servant and as she's traveling and she's very close to where Elijah is. And this is what happens. So she departed and went to the man of God at Mount Carmel. So it was when the man of God saw her afar off that he said to his servant Gehazi, look the Shunammite woman, please run now to meet her and say to her, is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with your child? And she answered, it is well. It is well. You remember the valley of dry bones, what God said? Speak to this man that they may live. Remember that scripture? Let the weak say I'm strong. This woman said, it is well. Wow. And you know, this woman, she went to this man of God, Elisha, and he told him what has happened. And this man of God, he sends Gehazi first with the staff and he says, lay this staff on this child and that child will come back to life. And he does that, but nothing happens. But then Elisha comes and two times he lays on this child and breathes upon him and this child comes back to life. Comes back to life. Just think this way. When that child died in the noon, this woman would have said, well, it's all over. It's all over. There is no hope for me. Let's prepare for the burial. And they would have buried that child. But she believed the God of miracle. We sang that song in the beginning, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. This woman believed that God can do a miracle. From the impossible situation, he can bring the miracle and breakthrough in her life. And that's what happened. God honored her faith. God honored her against all the odds of her life. But the story of Shunammite woman doesn't end there, okay? The story of Shunammite woman doesn't end there. 
After a few years, something happens. There is a famine in the land, and Elisha spoke to the woman whose son he had restored to life, saying, Arise and go, and your household, and stay wherever you can, for the Lord has called for a famine, and furthermore it will come upon the land for seven years. So the woman arose and did according to the saying of the man of God, and she went with her household and dwelt in the land of the Philistine seven years. So she left everything, her house, her land, and she went to the land of the Philistines and dwelt there for seven years. And after seven years, it says, it came to pass at the end of seven years that the woman returned from the land of the Philistines. So she went to make an appeal to the king for her house and for her land. Now she didn't know who is in that land. Maybe, you know, seven years is a long time. And someone must have grabbed it. Someone must be living there or something must have happened. So she wanted to go to the king to make an appeal that this land should be given back to her and her family. Now she is going to this palace to meet the king. Now, a lot of things must be going on in her mind. She must be thinking, don't know if the king is busy, will he meet me? Even if he meets me, whether he will be interested in my situation, my request, whether the land will be restored to me. So a lot of these doubts and questions must be going on. And that's why here comes the favor of God. You know what happens? Verse 4 to 6 says, Then the king talked with Gehazi, the servant of the man of God, saying, Tell me, please, all the great things Elisha has done. So now the king is asking Gehazi, Tell me all the great things Elisha has done. And El this Gehazi, he's telling this story. Now it, now it happened as he was telling the king how he had restored the dead to life, telling the story of the Shunammite woman, it says, and there was this woman who, whose son he had restored to life, appealing to the king for a house and for a land. And Gehazi said, my lord, O king, this is the woman and this is her son whom Elisha restored to life. And when the king asked the woman, she told him. You see the timing. You see the timing. And I call this as a favor of God. Here Gehazi is telling story to king. Oh, this is what Elisha did. And he tells the story of the Shunammite woman. And as he's telling the story, here is the Shunammite woman with a son walking in that room. And he says, here is the testimony which I was talking about. And when, then he asked him, and you know what? So the king appointed a certain officer for her, saying, Restore all that was hers and all the proceeds of the field from the day that she left the land until now. Wow. This is called the favor of God. And I believe that this woman, she was a woman of faith. She believed God. You know, and I believe for your life that you will experience the favor of God. Maybe you're looking for those promotions. Maybe you're looking for the breakthroughs in business. 
Let the favor of God be upon you, that God will create a situation and perfect timing for you that you will experience those miracles in your life. Do you think God can do it? Do you think like Ezekiel, who experienced the dry bones, that God can change that situation in your life? Amen? This is our God whom we serve. And you know what? The God who did all these things, these miracles in Shunammite's life, He's the same God even today. He has not changed. In fact, he says, I am the God who changeth not. He says, I am today, I'm same, yesterday, today, and forever. You know, people have changed. The governments have changed. The kingdoms have changed. The history have changed, but God is the same. And we serve that living God. Hallelujah.